Another episode of the On the Road to the Masters podcast with myself, Lukaski, and Yvonne Rempel. And on this week's episode, we are joined by Jake Fretz, a worship artist who is living to inspire people to experience the fullness of God. This week's episode blessed us dearly, and I hope it blesses you as well. Enjoy the episode. Hey, Luke, how's it going? Well, Yvonne, how, this is how it's going. So our listeners, okay. I'm going to play a little bit of a game now. I want you to really listen to the audio right now and see if you can pick up okay. anything around the room. And No, it stopped. Now, some of you may have felt like you were hearing a newborn baby because that's exactly what you were hearing. Um, My two-week-year-old hates getting the nappy change. So if you hear that for a split second, that will be over very, very soon. But Yvonne, how are you? How's your week been? Good. My week has been great. Uh, We have been practicing the... Um, practice of solitude in my house. So, which is perfect because it mirrors up exactly with the guests that we have on, but we've been practicing what I call our quiet time in our home where we sit with God and we just let him speak to us regardless of what we do. And so I think it's really important. It's a great discipline that we teach our kids to really center their emotions and what's happening in the world, but it's a great way that they can hear God for themselves. Uh, So that discipline in that week has been awesome that we have been doing. Of course, it's hard because I have to remind them over and over again because they are kids, right? Like we got to build this up first for a little bit, but it's good. I think it's a great way to kick off uh, a week and just really get into a habit of doing it. And I bring that up because we actually have a guest who goes to that place, but doesn't just hear God. He actually emerges with this creativity. And so we're going to talk about this on our podcast. So we have Jake Fretz. He is the worship pastor of Prairie Alliance Church, and he is our guest today. Hey, Jake, how's it going? Hey, Yvonne. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to be here. We are so excited to have you. So you have, I want to say that you have so much, we're going to get into that, but I actually want to talk from a very personal experience for a second. I have had the honor of watching you come on staff at Prairie Alliance Church, because that's my home church. You've brought your beautiful family with you, and you have led our worship services um, coming on to staff. And for me as a feeler, and Luke also, who is a feeler, and we've talked about that, worship is so important for me. So it's been a joy to see that uh, come out of our church, but also you're doing a new thing now. So why don't you talk about some of the new things that are happening for you at this moment? Yeah, sure. You know, um, about a year and a half ago, I really felt like we should take the songs that we have been singing at our church, at Prairie Alliance Church, and I, I really felt like they were meant to go further further than our local community, further than our local congregation. And when we began to record the songs, we realized that these are meant to go across Canada maybe across the border, maybe across the pond. And and as we began to share these songs about a year and a half ago, uh, what we've found is that the songs have actually hit radio in Canada, Christian radio, and most of the songs have sat in the top 10 Canadian Christian songs. Um, and sitting there for months. 
Um, I actually just got nominated for a Western Canadian Music Award, Spiritual Artist of the Year. So um, we've now over, after releasing four songs, we're just finding this, this favor that God is showing us to be able to share what God is doing here with others. It's opened up interviews in uh, South Africa. It's opened up interviews with some others in, uh, in the UK. And uh, actually, ironically, I'm finding a lot of, uh, a lot of audience members are coming from South America and Central America as well. So there's just this, this really interesting story that, that he's writing that we had no idea was really going to happen. All we were trying to do is be faithful with what God's doing here in our community, in our midst, recognize what he's doing and then begin to share it. And as we began to share it, the uh, the listeners just started to come and started to be excited about it. And then they would share it with another friend. And so it's been this really organic growth, something we, I mean, we work for, but we haven't had to work hard for. It just seems like God has a timing for this. So yeah, it's been really exciting. It's been really exciting. So we've shared four singles so far. We have another one coming out in another month and a bit. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been amazing to share the heart of what God is doing here in this local community, um, across the world. Wow. I love it. Yeah. I think it's so interesting. So you're speaking about what's happening now, everything's moving and God's doing these incredible things. Jake, where did it all begin for you? Like this love of music and for worship, or is this, is it something that began when you were young or is it something that you fell into? Yeah, you know, it, it's really funny. Uh, I can remember telling or hearing stories from my mother about that when she was pregnant with me, that whenever they started singing in church, I would start dancing and kicking so much that she'd have to sit down. Uh, so like before I was born, there was this thing inside of me like, may, I am made for music. I am made to do this. That being said, I didn't start playing music till uh, I was in high school. Um, and, and at that point, I actually felt a, a, a call to ministry, but I was convinced that I was going to be a youth pastor or do something like that. And while I was there one day, I, I was doing some short-term missions in Northern Ireland. So I was in Belfast. And I remember these people praying for me at the end of an evening where we were walk, working in a drop-in center. And this one person just started praying. He's like, hey, God, would you would you bless Jacob in his worship ministry? And I, it's so funny. I remember actually like opening my ear eyes mid-prayer and be like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard i'm not gonna have a worship ministry i'm gonna go be a youth pastor that's ridiculous and the inner monologue obviously like keep my eye like shut my eyes again to make sure nobody sees that um but here i am having this moment and it stuck with me and i began to found favor when i you know when i connected my intimacy with god and this guitar that i would carry around i began to sing and there were, there were other singers that are better than, than me. There are other musicians better than me. Um, but God just showed a lot of favor in the area of leading others to meet with him. And I, I began to do that a lot. I actually began to spend a lot of time, like five hours a day, just my Bible, my guitar, and I become better friends with Jesus. Uh, and, and in that time, he began to show me, you know, pictures. I didn't even, at the time, I didn't even know really they were pictures of what might come one day, but just an idea of leading lots of people to him 
and leading lots of people to him through music. And, uh, and what, one of the definitive moments for me was when I was about 18, I was at a Tim Hughes worship con- concert and, uh, and Mike Palavanchi, who, uh, you know, it's like, so pastor at soul survivor was there. And I remember him giving some answer about humility and about the loud t-shirt that he was wearing at the time, the very colorful, and he was just tongue in cheek. And so I, I went to go chat with him after, and he ended up looking at me and say, Hey, I heard God say something to me earlier. And I said that I would tell you if you came over and talked to me. But so now that you're here, um, God wants you to know that he sees the dreams that you have. He's given you those and they're all going to come true, but you need to wait and you're going to need to wait. They're not coming yet. And I began to wait naturally what you hear, what you think in your head is that, Oh, cool. I'm going to wait like a month and then this yeah. is going to happen. Right. Like, you know, I'm sure we've all had that idea when you're just like, it's like telling a child, Hey, the cookies on the counter now just wait for it. And you're like, mm, I want that right now. Uh, so, so I began to wait. And, and as I was waiting, I'd play more music and I'd be, learn how to write some songs and I would get part-time staff on a church here and lead worship at a conference there. I ended up going to school. And this whole time, I kept on thinking like, okay, now today, today is going to be the day. I've waited long enough. Um, but I, I eventually actually got to this part where I started believing that the day might never come. Or I started believing the lie that I might have missed my day. Maybe, maybe my day had already come. Maybe, maybe there was an opportunity in front of me. And, and I just blew it. Maybe it was my character. Maybe it was just bad luck and the opportunity, uh, whatever it was. I just began to believe all these lies that, that I had missed it. And it wasn't mo- until I moved here in Porridge La Prairie almost 20 years later. Wow. As I'm leading, right? 20 years later. Actually, if I'm really honest, later this year, it'll be 20 years. Uh, as I'm as I'm sitting here and I began to fall in love with this group of people in Portage La Prairie, Manitoba, which I knew nothing about my entire life. I didn't grow up in this area. Um, and as I'm here and as I'm hearing what God is doing, and as I begin to write these songs for what God's doing and see the favor happening, um, another another person came up and just said, Hey, I God wants you to know it's time. Wow. And I had to pause and be like, Whoa. Uh, and he said, God wants, you know, it's time. Let's go on an adventure. That's, those were his words to me. I actually, so, so what I did was I actually wrote those words down on a reminder on my phone and they go off every morning at 9am trying to remind me because remember, I, I started to believe the lie that it wasn't happening. Yeah. And so now I have to start living in the truth that, oh, this, what you said is going to happen. And now it's, it, now it's my opportunity and, and responsibility to respond to this word that you've put on my life. So I began to I began to then in, enter into this process of recording and sharing these songs and and here we are today and I'm just watching God show a tremendous amount of favor but yeah tons of waiting tons of waiting in this um, and in hindsight totally worth it uh, ask me that ten years ago and I might have given you a different answer um, <laughs> but, but yeah so so yeah that's how that's how I got here it was this it was this very definitive call that God put on my life and, and a very definitive moment where God said yes um, this is going to happen but it was really born out of these moments that I would just spend with him 
spend just simply spending time, like I said, like five hours a day. I'm not exaggerating. I'd come home, I'd pick up my guitar, I'd pick up my Bible, I'd read, I'd play, I'd write what I now look at back on as like absolutely terrible songs, but they were the best I had and they were his and they were mine. Some of them I never shared with anybody else. They were, they were just our songs. And, and I would play until I fell asleep and kind of drool on myself and the guitar and then kind of like wake back up and keep playing again. Uh, but I would just spend time with him. And, and it really came out of those moments that were these, the picture of what I'm doing now was starting to be born. And he was starting to give me those, that picture all the way back then. Wow. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> Did you get all that Luke? Because I feel like there's like seven there's or eight sermons. Nuggets. Yeah. Just on yeah. like I took so many notes right now. <laughs> I'm getting song ideas, not gonna lie. Uh, gonna... Yeah, go for it, right? Just write a couple down. Co-write, co-write, you know, we'll start after. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, Jake, you know, like be- I've known your family for a while since you came to Portage. Um and this, this, what I love about doing this podcast is we get to see the deeper side of the things that are going on behind closed doors, those intimate moments. Um, and, and I really like that because what it shows is that these were your secret moments with God, mm-hmm. right? You know, you just talked about how, you know, there's songs that you wrote with him that are just for you and him that are so, so intimate, And I want to touch on one thing first before we go into that intimacy, that deep dive, the waiting. There's going to be so many people in our audience right now who are going to listen, who are going to watch us on YouTube, and they're going to be like, that's me. If you are waiting, put your hands up. Like that's Luke and I right now. Like there's a waiting that happens. And there, when people have a promise on their life and there's a call and you're like, yeah, it's going to be today. But then there's these lies that start coming in. How in that waiting, did you keep your focus in those intimate times with God when it just felt like, yeah, it might not actually happen. Mm. You know, I, I would like to give you a really holy answer and say, oh, yeah, this is how I fix that problem inside of me. I, the truth is I was just a mess a lot of the time. Um, and I would say emotionally, I was probably very unhealthy at, at times where I impatiently waited. Um, and I would just bring my now – the, now, the beauty of it is God is gracious. Yeah. God knows that we're broken. And, and maybe even more so, he knows that we're just not complete. So there is grace in us, in him looking at us and going, oh, man, Jake, I know that you want this really bad yet. Um, and I know you don't see the whole picture. And when you do, you're going to see how good this is and you're going to see how good I am. But let's just wait in the moment. Um, so so there's, there's a couple things that I really shifted my posture, um, some of it hindsight. Uh, some of it in the moments, but I'll give it to you all. Uh, and we can, we can kind of dissect and go ahead, ask questions as, as we go. Um, first of all, the call that God puts on your life is something that he might give you to do, but it, it still doesn't define who you are, who you are as a child of God. Yeah. You might not like hearing to, that. Yeah. You might so, need to repeat that because I, I think we need to catch that a second time around. Yeah. So so again, the call that God puts on your life does not define who you are. You are a child of God. That is not up to for questioning. You cannot argue with that. No call that God puts on your life will actually dethrone that title. You are always going to be a child. And that has to actually define everything else 
that happens, which means that a child will trust their parent for the good timing. A child will trust their parent for safety when it seems like it's like it's not going to be um, that you're walking into trepidatious situations. You know, a, a, a child needs to also then take the family name and say, "This is who I am, and this is who I'm going to be." whether I, whether I see it or not, you know, so we always talk about it in the, in the frets family. It's like, we're fretses and we can do hard things. Like, so it's one of the titles that we, it's one of the like little mantras we have in our home, but it's because we know that this is who we are and we just let that define us. It's, it's not the task. It's Mm -hmm. who we are that needs to define us. Now, that being said, now you can actually look at the task and say, God's put this in front of me, but if God's put this in front of me, God's going to open a door. So my responsibility to him is actually to draw closer to him. Yes, I'm going to work on the task. Yes, I'm going to do due diligence to work on the skills and to hone the character um, that you're going to need to be able to hold those things. But I look back now and I realize that if I had any of the success I had right now back then, oh gosh, I would do like tremendously terrible things for God's kingdom. (laughs) Like it would be... (laughs) Like I could, I could try to tell you that I'd be a better guy, but I really wouldn't. I would have been selfish. I would have been arrogant, more selfish or more arrogant than I probably already am. Um, but you know, I mean, like the truth is, there, there was just, I did not have a character that would have ever, ever been able to handle that. Oh, yeah, that's good. I think, I think, I think the gifting. I, I think that actually the promise would have probably broke me, wow. if I'm really honest. Wow. Wow. I've got a question. Um, so in His graciousness. You. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. I interrupted you. Um, obviously, with that point, and it's so it's so good and so profound. When did you learn that? When did that revelation happen for you? Like, did you grow up believing you're a child of God, or when was the revelation that you believed your promise didn't define you? Oh, uh, do you know what? It's it, it's something I've probably believed longer than I could articulate, which wow. is the which is an interesting thing, only because. Um, I've been learning to articulate it better for the last five years. So actually, that's partly why um, my current church, my current location has been so so helpful. Um, I used to think that these intimate moments I w- I'd have with God were these supernatural moments rather than recognizing that, no, these are natural moments. He wants to actually have this relationship with me. I can expect this on a regular basis. Um, I had very definitive uh, intimate moments with God where he would speak audibly or where he would, um, I would feel his presence in a room and that, that had been happening the whole time along. Um, those, those moments, those moments gave me strength to remember that I'm his, he's mine. And even if I don't understand it, I know that that felt so overwhelmingly good and I felt so overwhelmingly complete in those moments that I can go and face whatever's going to come next, even if it's disappointment. And there was lots of disappointment at the beginning. There was lots of times auditioning for a band and not making it or pitching a song and it's not getting chosen or just getting like flat out rejected. Or you like the first song I think I ever, I ever sold, which was to another band, not myself. So I didn't even get to perform it. I had to rewrite it like seven times. Like I'm talking major rewrites seven. Right. So, I mean, there's lots of disappointment in all of it. Um, but, but again, it was something that him and I got to do. So yeah. we did it together. And in that relationship, that was something we walked through. Now I realize that in reality, my reward, my prize, my target, whatever word you want to use, what I want more than anything is I want to be with him and I want to know him more. So, so God becomes the prize, not mm-hmm. the call that he's put on my life. God is the prize. So yeah, the first part is that you, know, you got to know who you are. You're a child of his. 
The second part is he is the prize, not the call that he's put on your life. You were not created. You were not created to do something for him. He doesn't need you in that way. He's giving you something so that you can be part of what a part of the family business, what he's doing. And when you live in that, he knows that you're going to be more alive than you've ever been before. He knows that you're going to feel alive more than you ever have before. But but that's not your purpose for life. Your purpose for life is to actually know him. It's for him to be with you and you to be with him. And now you're going to get to go do this thing, not for him, but with him. Mm. And that is part of the gift, right? So, so yeah, th- those, those are the two things that really guided me the most yeah. through this whole process. Can I just go ahead? Dive, dive in yeah, on that yeah. one. Sorry. That carries so much weight. Just that, that perspective alone. I think one, we can look at it from a believer's point of view, a Christian's point of view, a church point of view of going, you know, what did God make me to do, like you were saying? But then there's also the world point of view that may not be believers, and we know that not all our listeners are believers, right, who ask that very question, what was I created to do? as in to fulfill a job role, uh, ultimately. Yeah, right? yeah. So when you're saying that, actually, no, that's given to you to, in one sense, express who you are and who God is, that's a game-changing perspective. Is that something, again, same question as before, is that something that you no. grew up knowing or was that a revelation? Uh, that would have been... Uh, I think it's something he was teaching all along, but that would make it a revelation, right? It's something that you learn in that place with him. So if I could give, hmm, I, uh, okay. Can I give an example? Um, This would be, this would be one of my most recent examples. Uh, And I haven't, I haven't shared this one yet. And the story that I'm now about to tell you, there is a song to go with it. But it's not released yet. It's actually not recorded. We're, we're just trying to start working it and shape it in our congregation before it ever gets there. So we're we're like way ahead of the curve here. But I'll share the story with you anyway. Um, every year, every year, my family likes to pause on New Year's and listen for a word for the next year. You know, what, God, what type of what type of year do you want me to have? How do you want me to see you? What what type of thing do you want to do in me, through me, for me? Or, you know, God, give me this word. And, and I have four children and listening to God in a, in a quiet space with four children, uh, like all six of us is not necessarily an easy nor a, um, uh, a clear or concise task. It just, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So I, I was being a rather practical father and just saying, Hey God, would you, uh, would you do me a, me a solid, would you give me my word like the night before? So I could like help, help my other kids listen like after the fact and uh and so that's this year so like four months or five months ago um or so he he really gave me this word on december 31st uh, or sorry december 30th um and i i end up pausing and it's like um all right oh man now i gotta think of this the uh I, I paused and, and I just was like, all right, God, would you give me this word? And, and I've never had a word come this clear before. Uh, I've never had something just come. It was like within less than 10 seconds, I just have this word say tempered, like tempered, like, 
like steel, like glass, like the process of heating and cooling of intensity on the other side to make it stronger and more resilient. That's the word you want to give me this year. Okay. That's a cool word. That's kind of an intense word. That's also an intense word of like, uh, uh, of heat and and cold so like those are like both really good and really bad or really bad and really good i'm not sure which one um but like the we're talking extremes we're talking about growth but you're talking about increasing my ability and strength and and even if you look at the definition of the word increasing my flexibility right so that i don't break under pressure okay i'm like okay um okay cool so then i go to sleep and on December 31st, I, I go to bed and I'm like, I got this word. This is going to be really cool. We listen as a family on the first, like, this is really great. And then I wake up in the morning and as I'm, you know, that space where you're like half asleep, half awake yeah. and, and I'm kind of dreaming. And in this dream, I'm worshiping Jesus. It's just like, I'm leading worship at, in, in, a, in a room, there's people there. And here I am singing this song. And, and as I'm kind of waking up, I realize, oh man, I don't know this song. I've, I've never actually sung this song before. This is a new song. I better write this down and record the melody before I, it goes into that dream world and I forget it, right? Like, so immediately I scribble this down. Um, and, and, and the words were, uh, you are my defender and I am your reward. Your love never surrenders when it's me you're fighting for. And, and when I had those words, it, it put it really plainly for me that, oh, right, God, you're the prize and I'm your prize. I, I'm actually the thing that you were, are after. So it's, again, it's not that task. It, it's me. It, it's actually me that you want. You're not trying to use me. You're not trying to get something through me. You're not trying to get something from me. You actually want to be with me. Now, what was really surprising in that moment is then I... I realize I'm like, hey, cool, you gave me this word tempered. And now you've given me this word that you're my defender. What the heck is coming? Because if you give me words like that, something scary has got to be coming down the pipe. <laughs> and I got really, I got really worried. Um, and, and the truth is then it, it came out that day that I'd actually been cheated by a company that I'd been using for marketing. And I lost all of my music that day on, on some of the streaming platforms. I lost everything. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and then I had, to, it took me weeks of, you know, communication and working back and forth. And it was legitimately, I, somebody else was deceitful and I was taken advantage of and everyone's like, all right, cool. We'll give it back to you. But it, it, it was, it was a big deal, but that was the thing that I just spent a year building, which I thought I was building and I was building for him. And he wanted to remind me just before it all happens. So he gives me this heads up before it happens. He's like, hey, just a reminder, Jake, I'm your defender. And you are my reward. The music that you're making for me, this is great. This is part of my kingdom. I'm happy. I'm for you. This is going to keep happening. Um, I've got your back, but, but it's not my biggest goal. You are. It's not my reward. You are. Which in turn reminds me that, oh, right, God, it's not the music. My, me finally getting to do what you called me to do is not the reward you are. So this is a, this is a, a theme that he continues to bring back again and again. I, I assume he's going to, going to continue to bring back again and again. It's, it's that intimacy with him, yeah. that personal relationship with God that has to stay the focus uh, of, of any – well, it just has to stay the focus, maybe period right there. is probably the more appropriate way to say that sentence. 
Wow. That is, that's really good. And you know, like this year, especially, and every person that Luke and I, you know, have the honor of having on, on our podcast, uh, that is a resounding theme of the year that there Mm -hmm. is intimacy and then there is a calling. There's intimacy and then there is freedom. There is intimacy and there is identity. But mm. it all starts with the intimacy of God. It all starts with that closeness, that being so close to him, because that's the goal, right? Everything else is just the, it's what I call the icing on the cake, right? But like the cake, that's, you know, that's being with God, that's sitting in the field with him. You know, I think of Abraham, you know, he got this, you know, call to be a father of nations, but it was because he laid beside God, right? That intimate mm. moment. So that intimacy has been a, an amazing theme in your life for, for long. It's really poured into, into your, your work, into your songs. And one, especially because I've been part of the congregation, we, we've got to hear some of the stories. There's one song, I want your heart. Yeah. And that came out of a very intimate time of a 24 seven prayer that our church was doing. Can you talk about, you know, the development of that intimacy and that song? Hey guys, it's Luke. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode and it's inspiring you, but I just wanted to tell you something about something really exciting. We are launching something called Epoch Coaching and Consulting. Have you ever wondered what season God has you in? Have you ever felt like you've been going around in circles or the promise that God has given you hasn't come to pass? Well, a lot of the time it's because we don't fully understand what season we are in. And more importantly, we don't understand how to best navigate through our season. So if you're interested in finding out more about Epoch Coaching, then head over to www.damascusexperience.com and reach out to us and we love to share with you our vision. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Yeah, you know, I Want Your Heart is a, it, it's pretty amazing that that this song that started in such a personal moment has had such a public presence. So of all my songs, this song that started so small is the one that has gained the most popularity. It has opened the most doors. And, and in fact, even uh, just last week, I was in the studio recording some acoustic versions of this song just so that we could share it with smaller churches. And as we were trying to make the song smaller, it's the same time that we got a nomination for a um, spiritual artist of the year with the Western Canadian Music Awards. So what's hilarious is, well, I'm trying to make this song a small thing. God's saying, no, 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 let's make it bigger. Um, it, it's this really, it's this really bizarre uh, uh well, it's kind of the upside down kingdom, right? It's, we wanted something to be like just me and him. And he's like, I've got bigger plans for this. And so where the song began was a, was a 24 seven prayer event. It was the 2 AM shift. And, and at this 2 AM shift, I walk into the room and there were three chairs. Now, when I, when I pray, I like to pray with my imagination. So I like to use the, my imagination and love him with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And, and when I used to think my mind was more about the logic part of this, but I realized that I've, I've learned that I'm a seer. So here I see all these different pictures of who God is, and and I see these different pictures that he gives me. I used to always think it was my imagination, and maybe it was distraction. Now I realize this is actually one of the ways that God is trying to guide me closer to his heart and help me see him and see the the world the way he sees it even better. Uh, 
so here I am using my imagination. So I, I walk into the room and there's three chairs in there. So I look to my right and I say, okay, well, why not? Jesus, you can sit in this chair. Uh, God, the father, you can sit on my left and Holy spirit, you live inside of me. So why don't we sit in this chair? And as I sat down and shut my eyes, there was like a God's presence just filled that entire room. I, I, it was like, it was thick. It was heavy. I knew I was not alone. And I was very much aware that this was a very divine moment. My eyes stayed, stayed closed and everything I saw from that moment on was just this moment of me and him. And, and what was really interesting was I was familiar with the feeling of the Holy Spirit in me. So I was familiar with God's presence uh, surging and like the power and the strength and this overwhelming sense of peace and courage all at the same time. It, it, you know, I, I, I'm very aware that I'm filled with the Spirit. I then look over to my right, and and I'm familiar with Jesus's face. I've seen him as I've been praying through other things before. He's shown up at different times when I've, especially when I've worked through my past. It's the same face. It's his face every single time. And and good things change in my life, or good things happen, and there's changes in my life every time that he shows up. So now I'm aware of the Holy Spirit. I'm aware of Jesus, but I got to be honest with you. I could not look to my left at all. I, I was like freaked right out. I'm like, wow, okay. So Jesus, I'm cool with. Holy Spirit, we're we're on we're on good speaking terms. God the Father, um, oh, if I'm really honest, you freak me out. I, I'm afraid of you, and I don't even want to look to my left. I don't think I'm allowed to. And I start having those thoughts of. Um, of Exodus, you know, where, where Moses is, is on the mountain with God and, and it was Exodus 35 and, and, and God's like, yeah, yeah, you can't see my face and live. And I'm just like, Oh, I'm going to die here. Like, this is, this is not a good moment. <laughs> like, like what's, what's going to happen here? Uh, and then, and then it was really interesting. And, and, you know, for our listeners, this is, this is probably an important part to remember. <laughs> I then paused and remembered that every time that Jesus has shown up, it's always been good. I then realized that every time that I've been filled with the spirit like this and I've had the courage to do something, even if it's scary, um, it's been good because I know I'm full of the presence of God. And if Jesus is good and the spirit is good, then the father must be good. So I took a deep breath and I turned to my left. And as I looked to my left, it's kind of hard to explain, except that if you could picture a form, like a shape, like a person, but you're staring at the person's face and, and maybe it's like a grid, um, mm. almost like a, uh, almost like a Rubik's cube. Okay. Except that each piece is like revolving over and over and over. And in between every single crack of the pieces that are revolving over and over, there's like bright shining light that's almost blinding, glaring out of there. And in every single piece of that face, it's like I'm seeing the face of every good person that I've ever come in contact with throughout my entire life. And every time I see them, so I mean, you know, I'm seeing my dad, I'm seeing a pastor, I'm seeing my mom, I'm seeing uh, the some of the people who trained me in songwriting, I'm seeing some of my professors, I'm seeing friends, I'm seeing brothers, I'm seeing some of the members of the church here, I, I'm just seeing again and again and again, and now I'm being bombarded with all of these memories of every good thing that has ever happened to me. 
every good thing that's ever happened to me. It's just like, I'm being flooded with this. It's like, remember when you were three, remember when you were five, remember last week, year, remember last week, remember that time when you um, thought you were alone. Remember the time you thought you were lost and remember that gift. Remember the fish that you caught that one time that you were by yourself, but it brought you so much joy. Remember, 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 remember. And, and you know, the passage from James where every good and perfect gift comes from the father of heavenly lights. Yes. Hits me, right? And it's like, oh, you're good. You're good. So if you're that good, I want to know more. I want, I want your heart. Show me your glory. And from there, he gave me this picture of God the Father getting down on, on one knee and just stretching out his arms. And welcoming every single person he could possibly um, imagine into his arms. And the world just began to run to him. And, and I was like, all right, so God, you are, you are love. You are good. You are love. You are trying to welcome everybody. You want everybody. And what was amazing was they would run into his arms. And it's like his arms never got full. He, could always, he always had room for more. That was, that was the cool part. I just remember them running into his arms. It's like his arms are filling up, but there's always, there's just as much room as there was before. It doesn't go, it, it, it's not like this is a limited time um, event or a limited access event. This is like, he is welcoming everybody. And so I was like, all right, so Jesus, where are you in this? And it was, it was kind of funny. Jesus got on a white horse and starts riding around. And he's like, God is that way. He's this way. Look over here. And like, he's just probably not as sarcastic as I'm saying it right now, but I mean, he was like, just legitimately huge smile on his face. And then I was like, all right, so Jesus, that's what you're doing. Hey, Holy spirit, what's our part in this? And he picks me up and drops me right on the horse behind Jesus. He's like, yeah, this is what you're going to do. We're going to point people to God. We're going to point people to that He loves you, and that we're going to point the fat, point, point um, the whole entire world to a God who loves them and who wants to welcome them in. And and, and that's where this song came from. It was that even the music in the song where it begins really quietly in this intimate moment, and then it kind of explodes halfway through the song uh, and, and where we start just declaring that you are love, love, and I want your heart. It was this overwhelming moment that I had with him where I was overwhelmed by God's goodness, by God's love. And, and, and in that, it's that we want to have a living relationship with him want to have an intimate relationship with him. And so often, a lot of us in our faith, if we're really honest, we actually want to, we want to be the kings in our own lives or the rulers in our own lives. Um, so we like the metaphor of building a castle that represents our faith. Because a castle is something that's strong, a castle so that something is secure. And, you know, we, we sing about God being our fortress, and, and we're good with that idea. But I think when we look through the Psalms and, and look through our scripture, more often than not, he's represented as a tree. That's actually where the second verse of the song comes from. Um, we want to be something that is alive, that is growing, something that has roots that dig way down and drink from the depths, that drink from the river of living water. Um, that's to who we were made to be. And so, yeah, so we get to be this alive living tree. And, and in that intimacy, we get the join in what Jesus is doing is pointing everyone to the father, a father who is welcoming everyone in. So yeah, th this song, <laughs> this song began in a, a very small moment at 2 a.m. Uh, but now has become this really this call that God's put on my life to to welcome people to a father that loves them, who's waiting with open arms. And 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 you 
I can't stress this enough. The smile that was on his face was ear to ear. And it never once, never once judged anyone who rubbed or who was running into his arms. He never looked down on them. He never looked at them and said, mm, maybe not you. He, he was just overjoyed to see them coming to him. So, so yeah, that's the, that's the story of, I want your heart. And there were, there was more that he shared in that, in that, in that vision as well, but I've written other songs about them. Haven't shared them yet. And I'll, <laughs> I'll share part of the, I'll share those parts when they come. Uh, yeah, we, we basically we sat, you know, God and I sat for, for an hour that day and I, it, what was actually really amazing side note, but I, I was sitting there, my eyes stayed closed the entire time till I figured, wow, I, I think I, I felt like the power of God starting to subside a little bit. Yeah. I was like, I think we're done. And I opened my eyes and there was a minute away from the, the one hour mark that I had. So it was like this perfect 59 minute moment with God, which felt like seconds, but it was this perfectly timed. It's like, oh, yeah, and your shift is done. Please, you know, make sure you bring your water, bottle, on your left. water bottle and yeah, yeah, exit on your left. Uh, please take all garbage with you. Pay attention and uh, seat back to seat back at the upright position or see. Yeah. seat back at the upright position. It was just like. Yeah, it was just it was just a funny little moment with him, but but yeah, it, it was what was what's also kind of amazing about it. It was also built on all these other moments that we've had. So there, yeah. there was so much familiar. There was it was a definitely a deep moment. It was definitely a profound moment. Um, but what was fun it was it was also a familiar moment because I could begin to recognize who he was in that moment. He just wanted to show me much more than he had ever done before. Yeah, I. That's so powerful. I, I love the way that you, you know, Jesus sit here, do that, that. I've actually done that similar in the one sense of, I remember once I did something similar. I was, it's really hard to talk to God sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't, like, how do I address it? Because he's not human. And I once did yeah. that. I literally just imagined that Jesus was sat opposite me and had this conversation. I'm thinking, if anyone was watching me, I generally look do lally. Um, <laughs> and I just, I just like having this conversation. It made it so personal and intimate. But what I love about that story and what really shone out for me was about the Father heart of God. It was interested that how you described it, and you said that as you looked at the Father, you saw everyone else. And all I thought was mm. when God says, let's make him in my image. Like yeah. that, like that, that's why you're seeing Yvonne or seeing your dad or seeing your brother. Like this is why you're seeing all these people because they mm. are all made in my image. And I also feel like God in this moment is kind of saying, so when you see, when we see all them things, when we look at people and we're drawn towards them, also realize that that is the father like that's an expression like of him it's such a deep revelation and incredible incredible experience and i'm so excited i'm gonna actually ask you the song obviously we have it are we all right for our guests could we put a little clip of it at the end of the podcast and then obviously they can go and find it as well is that right with you Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Share it around as many times as you want. Go right ahead. I can just imagine them all going, I need to hear the song. I need to hear the song. So if you're listening, wait until the end of the show. We'll give you a sneak peek. (laughs) And then you can, can, I'm sure, um, Jake will point us in the right direction in terms of how we can um, continue with that song. Yeah, Yvonne, have you got anything? Because it was kind of like a beautiful, like, kind of like, 
Wow. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. So, so, so I love the fact that you brought up that when people can see each one of us, they can see the heart of the father because we're mm -hmm. made in his image. Um, and, and so I will give you, a, I will give you a little bit more of the picture then uh, just yeah. because you're, you're already leading into it. So as long as we're not running out of time, I'll bring up a little bit more. Uh, what, uh, yeah. when, when we got to that part where Jesus was, you know, his arms are out, he's, or sorry, God, the father's arms are out. He's welcoming everybody in. I said, okay, so what next? What do you, what do you want me to see? And this part was cool. He ended up taking a, uh, he had this rolled up tapestry like a carpet in his arms i'm like huh okay what is this and he just like rolled it out in front of him and it was like a big welcoming mat and then the threads inside of it all started to shine gold and in that he was saying it's like so this is my church this is who i made you to be i made you to be my welcome mat where you're going to welcome people to me and then when i asked him why are the threads shining that's when he paused and it's like he looked me right in the eye, but he was saying this for everybody, not just me. He's like, I made you to shine. And when you shine, the people will see me. And so often we as Christians like to put ourselves down or like to make ourselves the martyr of situations where we don't need to be. Um, and if we're really honest, we actually put ourselves down because we're afraid and and it's easier to be afraid. It's easier to live in fear and give ourselves excuses um, it, rather than actually to have the faith to step out and do the really hard thing that he's called you to do. Because the truth is, if it's his thing, it's actually not that hard. Because again, we already said, covered this earlier. You're not doing it. He's doing it. You're going to go along for the ride and get to do it with him, right? So if we put that back into perspective, then it's no wonder that he has made human beings to be exceptional. And he's made us to do incredible things. And the beauty is we then tell ourselves a second lie that – sorry, that's not the beauty. The, the, the problem is that we tell ourselves a second lie that is that, uh, is that maybe if, if I draw all this attention to myself, I'm going to take it glory away from God. Maybe if maybe if I do this, I'm going to upstage God. And when you say it out loud like this, I hope our listeners are going, "Well, that's crazy. You can't upstage the creator of the of the universe. That's like that's not it's not even on the table." But somehow we often subconsciously believe this idea that that there's no way that it could be good that that much attention comes my way. And the truth is, in all of this, the beauty of it was that God was saying, "No, no. no. When you shine, and when you shine." And when you shine, and when I and you know Luke and Vaughn, like when, when when we all begin to shine, we come together as a tapestry, and we become a glorious welcoming mat that just welcomes people into the presence of the Father. We will never outshine. We could try as hard as we want. We will never outshine God. But what we can do is capture people's attention and shine like the stars and be cities on a hill and draw people's attention from the darkness towards the light and towards God's heart. And then in that, he will be glorified. He will be so much more glorified than we ever will be as individuals. But it's amazing how much glory, glory we were actually meant to share. And being made in his image, being, it means that we get to share in that glory. It's, wow. it's, it's all coming from him. It all goes back to him, but don't be afraid to be a torchbearer. Don't be afraid to be someone who is going to actually embody his glory and take his good character and shine it in the world so that others see him. Wow. I think my heart, like my whole body just like got goosebumps. 
when you said that you might as well have just been like mic drop right there because <laughs> i like my mic too much i don't want to break it <laughs> no you know i you know there's there it's really profound what you're saying because the thing is is that when we carry the glory of the father that means that we're working with him we shine bright because the glory of the father is on us because the father is with us you Mm. know we do a disservice when we don't shine it's like saying okay god go sit over there i'll go do this but when we do things together with god we shine bright because his glory is shining through us yeah yeah and then we step into the world and we're like look you know it's not me i don't carry light on my own i'm the vessel that the light shines through, right? And so when we don't step in that intimacy with God, we don't get that full glory of light that comes on us and we don't get to be filled with it, right? It's, It's almost like a double meaning. It's shining for the world, but it fills us for the very purpose we were created to be is to be intimate with him. There's nothing more intimate than being together, so together like that. Yeah, it, it reminds me a lot of um, of Moses, right? So Moses used to go. So let's take let's go back to Exodus thirty five. That moment where he says, "Hey, God, show me your glory." There's two really important things that I've I've learned in that passage. One, um, when God comes in front of him and and passes in front of Moses, it's not his big power that he displays. It's actually his character. His glory is God's God's glory is his goodness. Yeah. So it's he he passes before me. It's not like look at me, look how strong I am. Look at um, look at all the things that I've ever created. Look at what I'm going to do at the end days. No, it's actually none of that. He just says he simply says, "I am the Lord, you know, who's gracious and compassionate and slow to anger. My character is my glory. It's it's who I am. That's what actually shines." And what's 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 cool is that in that same in that same section of scripture, it talks about how that moment was like this pinnacle moment, this really like important moment that we've that we all kind of want, right? If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably saying, "Oh, I want I want to def- like a life defining on the mountain, show me your glory" kind of moment. It, it's easy for any leader, or any person who wants to make a difference in the world, to have one of those moments. But it, but in that same chapter, if you go earlier, it talks about Moses going out to the tent meeting. Daily, every time he had something, he went and met with God in his presence in the, t- in, in the tent of meeting, and he spent time with him. So, yes, there was this pinnacle moment and this really important event that happened, but it's actually surrounded by all these regular routines of spending time with him, of building this relationship with him. And then we get to that point where eventually he's doing it so much that his face just starts to shine. Yeah. The glory of God just starts rubbing off on him. And if you spend that much time with him, you can't help but not you you can't help but start to look like him. And when you start to look like him, yeah, the world, the world notices. Yeah. They're always going to notice because they're also going to notice that and remember that they were made to look like him too. Yeah. Right. And, and that way we all want the same thing. We we all want to actually look like God, but the 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 problem is that we often try to take it in our own hands, and it's really no. If we spend time with him, we'll look more like him than, than any other way. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. There's so much good in that. 
you know, and so much there's desire because we're made to, to want that we're made to, to do that. We're not made to chase a job or chase a ministry or chase a position or chase being a leader where we, we chase him. And when we find him, we're fulfilled every single time. And from that, Right. And, you know, it Mm. just reminds me the stories that read in the Bible, you know, it's, you know, it's from that God walking together with you from that. This is what happened from that. This is what happened. But you have to desire the walking with him more than the end that yeah. you have to want to desire the taking the walk. Cause if you can't drop everything and take a walk with God, you're probably not going to go very far. <laughs> <At that. laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to go on your own is what you're, you're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's not the point of it. Yeah. He, he's got to yeah. say the prize. God, God himself is the prize every time. Yeah. So Jake, you have five songs. Okay. You have, I want your heart. Every fear must fall alive, alive and Emmanuel God with us. What has been your yeah. favorite okay. song you have written? Yeah. Oh, see, that's a tricky, the, my favorite song. No one's heard yet. Oh, because my, in my favorite song, right? Like I, sorry, I know that's mysterious as a musician. No, the, the deal is like, um, yeah, I can't give you that answer. I, I'm really excited about every single one of them for every single reason. Now, I want your heart clearly has a really meaningful yeah. um, moment behind it. But, uh, you know, if I give you the story behind every song, I, you know, we'll be here forever, but, but which maybe is not a problem. I don't know. But, um, but, you know, every fear must fall. That song was actually out of a moment where we learned that a student in our midst, uh, like at our at our church in the school, had was diagnosed with cancer, and yeah. and that song was actually became the prayer to lift them up, and it's a prayer about identity. So you're declaring who you are. That same identity piece we were talking about earlier, yeah. and that gives us the courage to face anything because, well, because the identity is not on the table. It's never in question. So, so that song, uh, man, have really meaningful in different moments, uh, alive, alive, man, that was the first song we sang after our community, uh, like, I, 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 like our city lost a young child in a tragic accident. And so here we are trying to learn what does it mean to celebrate resurrection on an Easter Sunday when we have just had to say goodbye to a child that was, that, that never should have passed away. What, how do you celebrate new life in the face of death? And so that's where we get to celebrate the, the, and, and just stand firm that are, that the very ground that we stand on is the same ground that couldn't hold Jesus down. Yeah. And, and that becomes our hope every single day. When the sun rises, we remember that the sun rose on the third day. When we walk on this ground, every single step is a reminder that this ground couldn't keep Jesus down. That that has to be our hope. So so I mean, yeah, I love that song too. I <laughs> I, I have another I have another song coming out in uh, in July actually, and uh, called "Here Comes the Kingdom." That song, uh, and that one's not released yet, but but that song really is about us being God's kingdom because we are His kingdom. It's it's we are that temple that continues to grow. Uh, Right now, I am extremely excited about that song. I can't wait. Like I said, I also have other songs like I shared about earlier from early at the new year that that are, to be honest with you, they're just mine and his still. Yeah. I don't I don't even share them with the church until me and him kind of work them through. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I, I, I really like that because, you know, it's the, it's that process that you've learned to refine with him, right? Mm. 
It's yeah. that permission that he's giving you to release that intimacy that you've developed with him before the world, right? It's on timing and in season and exactly what the church needed, our city needed, you know, people needed at this moment, but it was birthed out of the intimacy with God, right? You refined yeah. it in there and then it was used. What I love about worship music myself is that it gives me the ability to give language to truth when I'm not feeling it. And as a feeler, that's huge for me, right? Because I can feel lots of things happening. And when I'm angry or when I'm upset, but when I go to church and I'm still angry and upset, I'm given language to change the, my, my feelings to partner with God in the truth. And, you know, for people who are here, seers or knowers, right? It's the, it's the words that they're using, right? We're, we're changing and exchanging the world with the kingdom, mm -hmm in that moment. And now yeah. we're all aligned with God in one big joyful noise going, yes, this is the truth. And for me, it's a joyful noise because <laughs> <laughs> it's always a, a joy. It's always a joyful noise. It's always I, a joyful noise. I am not a singer and I'm good that I don't ever have to get up there because I watch musicians get up there and I'm like, oh man, like I could not do that. But I love the way that it's led from the front because it's mm. just, it's truth in the form of a melody mm -hmm. and it's catchy enough, right? It's that, it's that catchy, you know, when people, when kids sing those songs, right. Um, over and over again, you know, and it's mm -hmm. like 99 bottles of beer on the wall. Like that's not a great example, but it's the only one that can. I, I'm a little teapot. I'm, I'm, I'm a little, little teapot. teapot or, yeah. you know, like yeah. those ones, but in I've the midst, when I'm not, when I'm not feeling it, I align myself with worship music because it gives me, it replaces the world with the kingdom. It gives mm -hmm. me lie to truth. Right. And I can, I can then manifest if I'm reading it, it's not working when I'm yeah. singing it. It's different. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a real music is a real gift that God's given us simply because the way it, um, it works around the logic. It, it sometimes it, it often will help us feel a truth before we actually know the truth. And the yeah. beauty of the way that melodies work is that we'll hear them, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of times, because we'll sing it over in our head and we'll sing it together. And we might not be able to hear a sermon or a devotional a hundred times over, but we'll listen to a song a hundred times over. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's really important for us as artists to, to carefully craft with God, again, not just for God, but with God, craft these songs, which are going to shape the church because they, they do just that. They, they're things that they end up getting linked to, to a moment. They embody, they embody a moment, generally a good one. Um, and, and in those moments, then we get to remember It's like they're Ebenezer's from, from the old Testament, right? They remind us of what he's done. And then the songs remind us that he'll do it again mm. and he can do it again. So let's go forward into that. And so it's just, it's this truth that you get to carry with you in a, in a little ditty. So it's kind of beautiful. <laughs> absolutely love it. Jake, you have been an absolute joy. You have brought so much wisdom, so much truth. Um, I like to keep notes. You've given me so many nuggets. So thank you for that. <laughs> I really, really appreciate it. Um, Obviously, you've got loads of music out. You've got loads of secret music. Your favorite songs to come. Um, where, <laughs> yes. where can people find your music? Find your ministry. Sure, you know. So, a couple places that I'd love for you to head. One would be uh, jakefretz.com. If you go there, you'll be able to join a 
uh, a mailing list and you'll always stay up to date to the uh, to the new to the, to the new things are coming up. You'll be privy to knowing when a new song is coming. You'll be privy to know about nominations or when there's a story to be shared. Um, so that would be the first place. Secondly, um, whatever your favorite music provider is online. So whether it's be Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, uh, what I would encourage you to do is to go to those platforms, find me as an artist. So just Jake Fretz or Jake Fretz Music, and then make sure you click that heart or follow because if you do that, then you'll know when the next song is coming out. It'll be sent directly to you. It's the beauty of this digital music uh, world that we get to live in nowadays um, is that they, they'll deliver the new song directly to you. So if you would like to hear more, then I would encourage you to go to any of your favorite platforms. Uh, yeah, Amazon included. Um, I think there's 30 different digital stores out there. So if you like listening wow. to music and you have if you have a store that you like to use, I guarantee you my songs will be there. And if not, then contact Contact these guys they'll let me know and i will make sure that my music gets on that store for you um but uh but yeah it, make sure you uh make sure you follow and if you do that then then you'll always have the new songs coming up love it thank you so much awesome. well guys if you have enjoyed this episode like go and follow jake go and follow his, his stuff share this podcast with your friends with your family share the little nuggets of wisdom that that jake has given us tell us your biggest takeaways if you're posting it on social media make sure that you tag us at damascus experience or hashtag on the road to damascus podcast also tag jake as well i'm sure that he would love to know how this has blessed you but that's everything from us we hope you have the most amazing week and we will see you again next week bye bye i want your heart i want your heart i want your heart to show me your glory i want your heart burning inside i want your heart show me your glory i want your heart i want your heart
Show me your glory. I want your heart. I want your heart.